Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in the temporary studio, which happened to be the main studio the whole time. Front the of front the of the Ranger. Ranger. Oh, yeah. Todd Young on speakerphone. Same deal in the main big part of the pole barn. Still not set up in the other part, but <laughs> we're going to make this work. This podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Not a whole lot new that I've been posting up, but I'm there. Also brought to you by Boss Shats and Paul Festerio. You know, with Christmas around the corner, I think everyone should treat themselves to a nice, big, healthy Boss Shat. Mm-hmm. And you can get them in many places. Get them at Thorn Brothers. Everybody knows Thorn Brothers. That's one of the, like the two big shops. Like I know when I first got into muskie fishing, the two places that I I knew about were Raleigh and Helens and Thorn Brothers. Yeah, and Thorn Brothers has them. So, or has some colors on the site. Muskie tackle on no oh, Team Rhino Outdoors has customs. Yeah, but they're they're different on 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 Thorn Brothers. There's some unique colors on there. Well. Check them out. I'm going to tell you what. Vance has done more homework than me. <laughs> Makes me look silly. <laughs> so, uh, Thorn Brothers, Chautauqua Real Outdoors, <clears throat> Ross's Sports Shop, Triple J's in West Virginia, Team Rhino Outdoor has custom four-and-a-half-inch boss shads, Musky Tackle Online has Crime Bosses in the four-and-a-half-inch boss shad, North Shore Tackle in Canada, Mark's Bait Tackle Ammo. They're not the second largest. They are the largest Boschad dealer in the world. Mm-hmm. They have all makes, models, colors. Ravina, Ohio. The online store is up. Another place that you could get them is Boschad.net. You can get a hold of Paul Frustario right there. He'll gladly take your order. Tell him you heard it from the podcast. That'll help everybody. So... With that, I mean, treat yourself. It's the holiday season. You're not out fishing right now. At least not too many people are out fishing. I always, when I, I always, uh, this is when I was dating my wife at the time. I just used my girlfriend. But during the winter months, I used to play a game with her. I wouldn't really call it a game, but like there's not a whole lot to do. So I'm like, let's play fishing lure. And I'd grab a tackle box, <laughs> set it down, and I'd just start like looking at all the baits and stuff like that. Yeah. Guess what? You should be doing that with Boss Shads. <laughs> you should also be doing that with Wiley Lures. Because, I'm going to tell you what, I do it all the time with Wiley Lures. You do, they never get used. You're always playing fishing lures. That's right. <clears throat> what, what did St- Gearman Steve, virtual fishing or? Yeah, yeah virtual <laughs> fishing. Yeah. So, now's a great time to do that. Now's a great time to sharpen your hooks. Look to see what you got to, you know, baits. I mean, I know everybody's content with the baits that they have, and they never need another one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you should make some exceptions for the people that support the podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. You need some backups. I like looking to see which ones. Maybe I should get another one of these, or maybe I should get a backup to this. I mean, I have about four Fire Tiger Boss Shads, maybe five. Just because, you know, 
they get beat up. You, you, you know, these, 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 you know, these lures that these guys that are sponsoring us, Dale, Paul. I mean, we're not just saying this. You know, we're not just taking these guys on sponsors and and running with it. I mean, honest, honest and true. There's wily lures and there's boss shads in my spread every day that I'm fishing. Uh, Me too. Up, up at Chautauqua Lake, yeah. I don't. Uh, sometimes multiples, you know. But uh, we catch fish on these things. Have been for a long time and uh, make great baits. Paul's making a lot of stuff that I haven't even got to. And he's got stuff that I even got. I haven't even got to use yet. <laughs> mm. You know, he makes. I, uh, Vance I think knows more about that than. I do. He's got some minnow lures, 12-inch lures, 10-inch lures. Uh, 7-inch, yeah. Yeah, all, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> they all the same way. Some of them are hard to hard to get a hold of. But uh, also, hopefully at these shows, we're going to have some Bosch heads available. Paul's not doing any of the shows, but as we far are. as the plans are right now, I mean, we know we're going to have some in the special Mud Puppy edition. Well, I wanted, uh, I wanted to tell you something, Todd. You were talking about yeah. you got four fire tigers. Mm -hmm. Vance, how many Mud Puppy Bosch ads do I have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It dwindled. Yeah, yeah there's... <clears throat> Not as many as there were there a few weeks ago, but... Yeah, a lot more than yeah. four. A lot more. So there, I got Todd beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of these are magic wood ones, too, if anyone listened to that. Yeah, one of these out of the bunch is going to be the one that just gets hit out of that spread, you know. So, with that said, <laughs> we're going to have some of these at the shows. Todd, I'm sorry for interrupting, but go ahead. No, no, that's, that's all I wanted to get to. Hopefully, we're going to have some, and there's a chance we're going to have some other stuff. <clears throat> uh, as far as I know, Paul's not going to these shows. We're going to try to take some stuff with us. We, we're probably going to be a little lower than normal on our on our lures uh, when, when, when we hit these shows just simply because uh we're in that phase we're in that moving phase but we're still gonna have lots of raptors still gonna have lots of gliders have some swim baits lots of rod holder stuff we got track available and uh you know we're we'll we'll uh we'll have that available at the shows we're gonna be at it's gonna be the ohio muskie show january 20 21 22 and I think by the Always sound, a fun show. I think by the sounds of it, it's going to be me, Todd, and Vance mm -hmm. going down there. And we're going to have Dale kind of sharing a booth, cohabitating, I guess. Yeah. So that would be a great time if you want Wiley's to be sneaking in there early as you can. And if you want Bosch ads, Paul's not going to be there. We're going to be having Bosch ads. Yep. We're going to have some, and I think he... I don't know, was that last year or two years ago? I know two years ago, he he was sold out. Yeah, he sold out very fast. That would have been two years yeah. ago, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was two years ago. I don't think he did it last year. But, yeah, he did it a couple of years ago, and he was sold out. I went over and got some right away. And, I mean, he was out of there, like, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Just packing up and hitting the road, yep. Jack. Yep. And uh, so that's going to be, you know, something, should you want to pick up, you know, touch and feel. If you're one of those people that want to hold it and stuff, that'd be a great time. You know, come check out Dale. Check out the Bosch sheds that we have available. And uh, we'll also be at the Muskie Max. That's later. When is that, guys? Muskie Max is March 4th and 5th, Saturday, Sunday. That's always our it's always our biggie. I mean, you know, we go to Ohio. You got a lot of trolling guys down there. 
last year we did have lots of interest in our rod holder setups and uh you know we did a they they do a friday it it down in uh uh at ohio they do a friday uh Saturday. black friday yes the black sale friday sale yeah and we're you know, we're probably going to do something i think last year we did what 10 percent off rod holder track purchases we'll probably do something like that again we haven't really haven't even talked to andy about it but uh Probably something like that going on. We're going to have limited amount track from what, oh my gosh, what did I pick up, Andy? We got six, nine, 12, 18, 24, 36 inches, you know. Uh, what, what, what we did have a lot of guys do last year uh, was they, like, did their measurements or they even took some pictures of their boat, brought them, and we were able to determine what they could get on there and, you know, what they could use. And, uh, you know, we were able to do it right there at the show. It's going to save you on the shipping. You know, you start shipping that track around, and we start shipping the rod holders. You know, you pick them up there. Especially you pick them up, we have a 10% off on Black Friday or something. Pick all that stuff up. You're going to save yourself quite a bit of money. Oh, for gosh. To ship these things all around. Yeah. If I had to ship some four-foot track and six rod holders, you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to save enough to make it worthwhile, especially if you're there. So, you know, try to do your homework, bring some pictures, do some sketches, uh... I mean, we had numerous people do that last year, mm. and uh, you know, it worked out good. So, you know, you can get that already, and then then will be our big one is always the musky max. You know, we got a lot of the people that 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 fish with us come down there, uh, fish with Vance and I, Muddy Creek, uh, Pennsylvania, and New York. So, you know, I always run into a lot of guys. A lot of guys booking their days, and uh, you know, we got a lot of guys that love the love the raptors, love the bait. So. That's always a fun one for us, busy, but that's what makes the shows go nice. And I sh we should be starting to surplus on baits. If yeah, not, yeah. I, I need yeah, a series. Yeah, but by that one, we ought to be able to have. Mm. But, I mean, we, we, I mean, it's not like we're – we always have more than adequate amounts. We, it's not like we ever go with the – Todd's saying <laughs> that without seeing out. what we I have left. everything <laughs> we have. <laughs> Todd, you are saying that without actually seeing what's left. Yeah, there is yeah. not much. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say this: We will not need to put anything in the bed of the truck, except yeah. the grid yeah. wall. Which at that point we don't even need it. We could just throw the couple baits on the table. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we see some of you guys down there, and uh, you know, check out uh, check out Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Anyone interested in coming fishing with Vance and I? The uh, time to start booking is coming up here real quick. You know, if you want to get into that early season casting, I mean, it's always our, our most, I mean, we catch them all year casting and trolling, but that, that early season, June, June through June through July, uh, you know, just typically that's our, you know, we're always able to see numerous fish. You know, we see lots of fish and, and those days get booked up. You know, I got a whole list of guys that are just retaking the same day. So we're going to get Vance going a little bit more in June too, but, uh, it's always a fun time to fish, and uh, we'll be rip-rearing ready to go. Mm -hmm. And you'll be using St. Croix rods. We will be using some St. Croix, yeah. Anyone interested? I got some, uh, you know, that, 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 that time's coming. You know, I'll be placing my new order for the, for the first of the year here. I always place an order. You know, we're on the guide program, and I know some guys that I've, I've every year I turn over a couple of the rods, you know, the way that works is I'm supposed to use the rods for the year. They're made for a guide. You don't get a warranty with them, but I have some, I have some nice seven, six triumphs, uh, 
you know, I mean, it's it's a great beginner's rod. We we cast. I have some guys cast with them. You know, I, I take some younger people out, smaller guys, and you know, rather than handing them an eight six extra heavy, you know, I've been using that seven six triumphs. I use them on my planer board rods. They've been used for the one season. You know, I can do a really good deal on those. I sold all my all of them last year, probably four of them, and uh, I have them. You know, you can contact me through Facebook contact me somewhere if you're interested in getting a rod you know you're talking it's about 150 dollar rod 140 dollar rod i can get it to you for about 90 bucks and uh yeah it's a good deal yeah. and if you happen to be at the pittsburgh muskie max or the ohio muskie show we can carry it down there yep yep i could take it with me uh you know the other thing right now i mean and you know th- this is this is that change, but right now those are the two shows we're going to definitely. Muskie Road Rules, run by Tony and Greg. Uh, you know Tony Grant, Greg Thomas. They're they're uh, they're doing their regular old you know winter tour, and they're going to be in the Butler area. That's going to be the week after the sh- after the the, uh, the three day show in Ohio, which is the reason that I am not going to be I'm not going to be going this this season. I wasn't able to go last year. I was in another show, but I mean I participated. Oh, probably maybe six years. I did stuff down down with the road rules. So, uh, but me being gone for three days the weekend before, it's really not good for me to take that following Sunday and do it again. So, Vance is uh, on schedule as far as we know. Is going to be going and uh, doing a doing a seminar of some type. Haven't really talked to him about what he's going to be doing, but uh, we're going to get Vance Muddy Creek guide, and uh, he'll be down there at uh, that's on the 29th. Yeah, I don't know who else. Tony always does a seminar. Greg always does a seminar. Always a great day. Those road rules are really cool. Uh, They got a lot of nice product. They they got a neat product review with all the new stuff coming out. They give away a ton of stuff. Uh, We've talked about that in the past. You know, I know I know uh, Andy's attended before as a guest and also as a as a speaker. And uh, yeah, I mean you it. I can't remember the cost of it. Maybe it's 50 bucks for the day. You get a lunch and, uh, but they, you, you walk away with way more and, and, and it's, it's a nice, nice way to spend a day in, in January. You always walk away with a bunch of nice, nice, uh, parting gifts. And then you can go <laughs> play fishing lure. And you can play yeah. Fishing lure. Yeah. You get lures. They have some neat raffles. You know, you can sign up for replica mounts and it's a cool day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Greg and Tony put a lot of effort into it. You know, check it out if there's going to be one in your area. You know, it very well, I, I think, it's worth your money to go there. If for nothing else, I mean, if none of the seminars interest you, you can at least still have some one-on-one if you want to ask questions to some people that might be otherwise unreachable any other time of the year. Yeah. Yep. So, and with that, <laughs> brings us into... Vance, I've been just absolutely dying to know. Hmm. What do you want for Christmas? Mm. Christmas. Uh, a time machine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to do some follow-up questions here on this. Why do you want a time machine? <laughs> to skip forward to uh, get my boat running and start fishing again. Okay, so... First off, you threw me for a loop with the time machine. <laughs> but then, 
I thought you were going to be going back in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> but now you're actually, you're, you're fast forwarding here. Yes. No regrets. Except one, what all those people say. So you are that excited to go fishing again that you're willing to give up a handful of months of your life oh, yeah. just to get there. Yeah. As in the winter, you know, all you do is hunker down, work, you know, and wait for summer to come around. T-shirt weather. See, I, I, maybe I'm a little bit weird, but hunting season's behind us. We got a ton of snow. It's cold out. Whereas, like, last year, it never really got snowy and cold. Yeah. But, like, this year, it's it's hitting us hard, you know, oh, from, like, mid-December. Yeah. And... I'm ready. I You know, I put my boat away dirty. <clears throat> Didn't get a chance to wash it. It's sitting in there. It's got grime all over it. You know, it's going to be one hell of a spring. I'm, I'm thinking about all that stuff, you know. I'm thinking of how much butt hurt you have right now. I still have gas in my boat from 2014. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, but that's crazy. But I'm a little that bit has different. Has to be bad. Your boat's new. It'll polish right up. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to rock and roll. I, I actually, I'm a little bit different. <clears throat> I actually want time to march a little bit slower. Last year kicked my butt. Actually, it's still this year, but it's yeah. pretty close. I want some. I want some good rest <laughs> before uh -huh. I'm like, crap. I I gotta finish this pole barn. Oh, you gotta get so much stuff for me, me I, done too. I know. Turn. I'm looking over my shoulder. Golf I'm, I'm blinded by these chrome rims. Maybe. Yeah, you gotta do a golf cart and all my reels. I figured. All, all that stuff. Is that, that stuff, like, eats at me. I think that's why I want to... Uh... I got some real work for Andy, too. Real work? Like, <clears throat> real work. splitting real wood? R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L. <laughs> real work, yeah. yeah. Just minor, minor stuff. You know what I... I've got, I... Go ahead. Wait, some things. I got, a, I got another set of inline boards. Uh, got some new pads. The pads on mine were just terrible. They were... Slipping it in and out, and uh, on the releases, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I got I, I was already out here. I already started opening, I open up a one of the compartments of the boat and start looking at what, uh, what needs done with this one, what needs done with that one, and and uh, you know, little by little, I carried all the rods, reels downstairs. We start going over them, and I just start pecking away at it a little bit now that there's no more deer hanging in my garage, uh. I figured it out. Just start playing around with that. Yeah. I figured this out. Okay. There's a chance I might go to Road Rules with Vance. Okay. And if I'm going to do a little bit of talking, mm -hmm. this is important, Vance. Mm. I am going to do a thing on how to clean and grease your reels. There you go. So I then I, I, I do this one little <laughs> seminar, and it's going to save me so much. Yeah. <laughs> on the back end of this. I'm not going to... I'm going to show up late. <laughs> You're going to show up late? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to... You're going to show up just for your seminar, and then you're gonna like, guys, I really got to go. Yeah, I got to go. I can't, I can't listen to this one because it's going to give me an excuse to do it myself. You're going to be like holding your stomach and being like, I shouldn't have had that burrito? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I, can, I won't be able to retain any information that day if I'm doing a seminar. Yeah, yeah you will, because you're going to be the guy doing it. I'm going to be coaching you. We're going to have a camera on it, and I'm going to say, guys, you're going to watch the mistakes of a rookie. Yeah, that's real good. I'm going to give a muskie seminar, and then you're going to... Uh... Show that you're human and people are going to relate to you? Yeah, yeah that's terrible. <laughs> Listen, all this guy's problems on the water... And any gear oriented, he, he sends them to me. So don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Vance, you're traveling in a time machine to get back on the water fishing. Yeah, or just, you know, like what Todd was alluding to. Sometimes I look at that boat and it gives me anxiety uh, of, like, what needs to be done. i got to make sure that these are sharpened. i got to get the rust off these hooks. i got to... Make sure these reels are working still, you know. I had a couple of those go on me this this season, you know. Gotta make sure the line's good. Gotta make sure it's organized. All that stuff. All the water's out of it. it it's opened up. I gotta, you know, your mind just spins when you look at it. Because you're not just fishing to fish anymore, you know. You're taking people out, and you want it to be a good time. So you're still... It's not even 2017 yet. Mm. And you're already... Worried about your trips late May, early June. Yeah, you know, it goes really fast. Comes up on you fast. Boom. I know. You got five months. You know, I think I got a little less than five months. You know, getting that boat ready. Depending on what we do in April. Uh, oh, you're going to cave. Yeah, you know, it just hypothetically, maybe if me and Todd do that again, you got to yeah. make sure it's running, you know. And, uh, oh, it's got a warranty. Just run it. <laughs> no more of that. But yeah, you look at that. You look at that boat, you know, and you just, you know, we're already halfway through December. Christmas is, we're yeah, yeah, came and gone. Uh, and you know, January's coming around. Those shows are gonna, the anticipation for those shows that's gonna push us all the way through January. Any ice fishing, Vance? Have you ever done any ice fishing before? You know, I've I've done ice fishing for perch and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ne- I'm never not not a big ice guy. You know, I mm-hmm. just, I just don't even really. That's just not even me being. If out we there. have good ice yeah. and I can break free from all my duties at home, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't. I could care less to get like bait fish out of out of a hole. You know. And I certainly, mm-hmm. I do not want to, I, you know, I love musky fishing. The way that, when I say I want to do like the fast forward to start fishing again, you know, I was in that boat, you know, as soon as that season came around till basically the day that it was over, I, I was, it, my life for six months is fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that ice comes around, I, I really do not care. I, I stop. I think I need a uh, I need a break a little bit just to get ready for the next season. I know that I'm saying I want to speed up to the next one, but I feel like there's <laughs> I got to get up a bunch of stuff ready, you know, gear and all that stuff, and just make sure it's organized and make sure the boat's going to run again, you know, do the lower unit and all that 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 stuff. Uh, I just yeah, there's no doubt. I, I I feel the same way. I mean, it is gung ho. Once that season, you know, I I do. I do some trips in late April and May, Pennsylvania. You know, I still got my daughter in school there, and my wife's working, and I try to get her off the bus. So those, those are always uh, 
you know, I got to find something to go, going on to get her taken care of those days. But, uh, you know, once June rolls around, I mean, June, June through the second week of November for me is just that it, it, it overwhelms my life. That's, that's all it's about. I don't do much else. I come home from fishing, get the gear ready, get the boat ready to dinner. And, uh, I don't mind the break. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I definitely don't mind the break and I don't feel like going out there and chasing muskies. If I'm going to do a little bit of winter fishing, I'm probably going to go try to catch a steelhead or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if I could sit. It is nice to take a break. Uh, you know, and, and it's different. Most of the guys listening, to, you know, I'm, I'm sure Vance heard it already. This was his first year. You hear it all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, you got the life. But you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times, you know, guys are like, man, I'm beat. Are you fishing tomorrow? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fishing the next 18 days like this. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh. You know, and most people, you know, you, you can relate. You go out there and chuck those baits or you're trolling or just out in the sun, you're out in the weather. And, uh, yeah, it's great. It, it, it's, it's fun, but, uh, you know, it, it also, uh, it also, you know, sort of becomes a little bit of a job and it's, uh, it, it's, it's not easy being out there every day like that obviously i'm not complaining but most guys at the end of the day can realize like oh my gosh you can't believe you're doing that tomorrow and especially when i can say like i just said and not only tomorrow i got 18 in a row here then i'm off for two days and then i'm doing another 12 in a row you know and they're like yeah. i don't think i could do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's, it, 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 it's gung ho i mean it just overwhelms the life you know and uh it's not that big of a deal for me to take a break. It's the downtime that gets me because you know when you come it, when you come off the the water, you you have to prep for the next day and whatnot. And, yeah, and that's how yeah. I kind of am taking. We're taking different groups. You're taking different. Uh, you're taking different. Uh, you know, type of people out. You know, you yeah. take one one day. You're fishing with guys that are musky fishermen and they want to cast. Maybe you get two or three of them in a row, and then the next day you're taking a a guy and his two daughters, and you're going to be trolling you know you're going to be tro trolling yeah. you can dump this gear uh, so it's just not in the way and then you know starts working on man i haven't trolled for two or three days you know yeah where, sh where should i start what should i do here uh even though we keep pretty good dibs on what's going on you know you get into little things you get going and you know it, it's just you know it, it becomes a little crazy stressful talking to the people about the trips next week, talking about, you know, booking rooms for them, getting all that lined up. And, you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work you know, for those few months. <laughs> you know how you feel about like your Wiley box in your boat mm -hmm. <clears throat> and say you had a fire tiger, 12 inch jointed and a fire tiger, eight inch jointed. And then you had the King junior and then the killer. And then maybe, you know, a fat body or a little fat body, but you mm -hmm. had like maybe one little slot that's, open i know where you're going because you know that i <laughs> obsess about all you know that that's how i feel when, when i'm looking at my boat that's just chilling in the garage right now you know there there's i feel like there's a bunch of tasks that i have to do there, there's an unknown there uh yeah and, and uh i'm like oh crap i gotta i gotta do that stuff and you gotta go out into the damn garage and it's freezing out there you know and you're like i just i got i gotta pick days to do it so that i know that when i just you know, I want to get to the point where I can just back the boat in the water and fire the, the key, you know. And and that's the last thing I have to worry about. When you're and fishing, fishing, you know, 
five, six days a week, uh, you know, taking different people out, doing all this stuff. I mean, uh, that, that boat is like a house. You know, they always say when you buy a house, I mean, there, there's, you're never done working. There's always something you can do around your, your house. Mm-hmm. You, whether it's cut grass, fix a faucet, mm-hmm. paint something. I mean, it's endless. You can, all, there's always something you can do around your house that, that semi needs done. That's the way it is with the boat. I mean, every day I could, I could sweep it. Every day I could go through the tackle. Every day I could, yeah, you know, lube up your reels and do this and, you know, change, change lower unit oil. I mean, so that boat, I get done with these trips and then we just sit, I just, I just sit there in a boat and, and, and do things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, get the lunch ready for tomorrow, you know, get the next seat out, you know, and you always have, because if things, you know, break in and, you know, always stuff happening, retying, new leaders. Uh, yeah. Once king, all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> Man, you're so really you go, you go through, down. You go through six months of that and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. And then I and then I, I like think I'm like, oh sh- well I haven't been in my I haven't been in my boat in like a month. Mm-hmm. I parked the thing and Did, tell me you parked it under a pine tree without the cover. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm basically it's a it, it's a I always have a, I always get a little break because I, I get uh, my boat is, you know, my boat sits in a garage with a cover on it. I still got a, my daughter's eight. She's still into the, you know, she's still into Santa coming. And, you know, my wife gets the presents. And right now my boat is filled with presents. <laughs> Love it. So I, I, I don't, we just, we've always hit them in the boat. So uh, I don't get to do anything till after Christmas, really. Yeah. Not that much because there's, presents and wrapping paper and stuff in the boat yeah so i'll start playing around after christmas and start getting things geared up for next season now todd brought up there's always something to do in the boat now i'm not i'm not Mm going to disagree because i i do that too i'm always tinkering with mine Mm -hmm. but mine's always dry that's the nice thing with my boat it's always dry Mm I'm going to hit you guys cold with this question because I just came up with this on the fly. And if, if you need some time, I'll tell you what my answer is. What is the one thing you could do to your boat, even if it's impossible, would you want done to it? Thank do you me. want me to answer? Because I, I already know what my answer is. I know what mine yeah. is. Okay, I'm going to answer first anyway because you didn't say, Andy, answer. I didn't, <laughs> so. I didn't hit the buzzer. <laughs> okay. I would... Now this is this is impossible. Some of it's impossible. I want to unbolt my two-stroke 115 and my two-stroke 99, and put on a four-stroke 115 on a six-inch jack plate hydraulic. Mm-hmm. However, I need my four-stroke on a flip of a button to sound like a two-stroke mm. and do a little bit of blue smoke that smells good. But <laughs> I want to be able to yeah. flip it back the other way and have it. That nice, quiet four-stroke. There are days that I love firing that 115 up, mm. and it fires up, yeah. and that blue smoke's pouring out over the over the lake, just dancing ever so nicely. Mm-hmm. You catch a nice whiff of it, you're like, <clears throat> brings me back to a younger year of pull starting a 99. That Stuff or like that. kick starting an old Yamaha dirt bike that I had. Cutting the grass. Stuff like that, and 
but that throaty two-stroke when you drop that hammer always sounds cool. I want that sound. I want that effect. But I'm going to tell you what, trolling advances bow with that 200, it's as quiet as my Minn Kota. There's something nice. Yeah. That's So there's just no... It's impossible. I mean, obviously... Oh, a new 115 in jack play, all it takes is money. Yeah. And you make more every day, so why not do it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. The, but I, I don't want to lose that two-stroke. And at the same time, I, I have that, that, that motor. That motor is incredible shape mm-hmm. mechanically. And it's, it's one of the... They're becoming harder to find that you can pull the cover off and be like, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, metal yeah. on metal motors, carbureted. It's it's basic. Yeah. Oh, there's gasoline coming out of this carburetor. Probably needs to be rebuilt, or there's some plugage, something. Yeah. With your if you're with your dream of a four stroke, you probably can't do. No, it's pretty much like I'll take the hood off and be like, yeah, I'm going back to the dealer. Mm, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. that's what you're facing is. You know, but I don't want to lose that simplicity. I don't want to lose that sound. I'm not getting a new motor anytime in the next year. Yeah. Or maybe two or three. In fact, like Todd says, I probably don't ever need another motor. Mm hmm. This year. Oh, we just dropped Todd. Unless you start fishing more, of course. Well, I'm never going to wear that motor out. Yeah. Well, most likely I will. About how many hours on it this year? Not many. Not many. Not many at all. <laughs> 16 hours? No, probably not even 16. <laughs> probably like 16 hours in the boat. Yeah. Vance, what's yours? Mm, you know, if there's one thing I could do to my boat, and there's no perfect boat out there. Everybody always thinks... You know, I'm in the perfect vessel or whatever. And a, a lot of people that have boats probably think that they could tweak one thing about the boat that could do it, do something a little differently. Um, mine, with all the uh, the fall fishing that I do uh, and, and whatnot and taking clients out and whatnot, I wish I could make it a little bit more comfortable. Um, trolling and being in those big waves and those big in that big wind. Uh, yeah. I wish there was a way that we could fasten some type of uh, cover on that tiller to uh, to get away from all that stuff. Like, you know, a, a windshield I could just throw on there real quick for the fall days. You know, I was always imagining if we could make a windshield somehow that it would fit into the track system. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, you know, like mount it right in there, like I do with our rod holders. You you want a modular windshield system in your boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could just take it out of the flatbed of the truck, pop it on there, say, okay, guys, we got to... Your, your boat's like eight and a half foot wide. Mm-hmm. That's giant. Hey, it's like your four-stroke that... I know, but I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm... You can smell that gas coming out of it. But that's that's what I that's what I would want, just to tuck away from all that... Uh, some of that wind and just make it a little bit more comfortable in those in those cold days 
You could make it. You could make it on track because it's two pieces. It only has to be. That's... No, no, the, the, Todd, you're wrong here. He could not make it. I would be making That's, it. That's yeah, you I mean. could make it. That's what this I said. Is you also, could make it. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Is, this is also. Um, you could. We could make it. Slide um, it in. Boom, boom. Yeah, I was thinking, and then to cover the the space, like from the windshield down to the floor, we could do some type of like, uh, like a snap system. Like. No, you know, like a like a button, you know. Okay. And you just button those things down, and it it takes away, you know, the air doesn't get in that way. Oh yeah, I've, I, I, even in my boat, like when I shut the windshield, there's a little panel that I can snap in there, and that really shuts the wind off. Now, would, uh, would your windshield that you're dreaming of be all the way up to where the casting deck starts? That's a thing because I I put people up there trolling. I would probably put it a little bit. I I would probably put it a little. You're gonna bit, put it. You're gonna put it right in front of you. Yeah, just me. Yeah. Put everybody else. <laughs> You'd be like the guys with the one. I mean, the the you know the screw me boats. <laughs> the ones that have one windshield, and then you go taking off, and you look over, and yeah, the side consoles. The one side the console. They got a windshield, and they're looking over at you, and you know. Yeah. It's 30, 35 degrees, and the wind's blowing, and you're going 45 out across the lake. And mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you cold or something? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's it, it, what it, it's, it's the screw your partner boat. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I, I disagree, because when I did that with Vance, <laughs> he laid down in the boat and was, like, sleeping. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when we get there, yeah. Yeah. Wake me up when we get there. I did. I did hit the deck. <laughs> That's it. Uh, is different. It's different. I've had the windshield for so long. I remember the first. I I hadn't been in a boat like that in so long. It went fast like that. And years a couple years back when I went with Andy down here to the cave, we launched. I said, "Oh yeah, we'll launch here. This is cool." We drove there. I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> man, am I underdressed?" <laughs> and we were only doing like 33 or 34 or something. Yeah, but it was- I, you know, you're going out with the lights on, and I'm just not used to that. I mean, there is a huge, huge difference. And I would love to tear that windshield off of my boat for most of the summer because I would like the airflow, and it's just baking me when I'm sitting there trolling. But uh, just like Vance said, there's nothing perfect, man. There's no way to, there's no way to do do that, you know, unless you ever move a windshield. Yeah, that's what. Andy has to start working on yeah. concept. Yep. How much money you got? Because we can do it. I'm serious. Endless for fishing. Endless <laughs> for fishing. Yeah. I'll go house broke for fishing. House so, broke like we're kicked like a puppy. We're out on we're out on the streets, but I got that windshield, honey. <laughs> <laughs> See how much yeah. nicer it is out here in the. In the fall. Now. By, the, by the way, we're selling your car, but yeah, got yeah. that windshield. You got a nice set of legs. You can walk to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. That is your. You think one... it's doable? Yeah, anything's made doable. It's doable. I think that's very, very doable. It's there. a, it's a lot more realistic than me trying to make a new motor sound yeah. like an old motor. Yeah. Yeah. With a flip you of a switch. You'd prefer had to have like a little thing you could just like 
puff some smoke out of with your hand. I'll just have a squirt bottle and mix gas. I'll I'll, I'll squirt it on my face, and then I'll just, just mist it like on a, in a spray bottle. Yeah. Yes. Spray it in the air. There you go. Love it. And 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 and, and Andy, you're right. I mean, they are disappearing. You know, I'm launching every day. You got bass tournaments going on. Sometimes that launch is crazy during the summer, and uh, there's just boat after boat, and you know. It's the point where I'm noticing. I look over, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's got a motor like mine. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's blown some smoke. I can smell it. And yeah. It, the, they are disappearing quickly, too. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I, I'm not knocking the new engines and, and things like that. My, my motor on this boat, I think it's a 95 or a nine, it's a 96, 1996 Johnson Fast Strike. And. Mm-hmm. So it can rev a little higher than the standard V4s that they had at the time. And there's a point in time to where there's like, it used to be, I'm looking for this vehicle, but I don't want older than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for a motor for my boat right now, which I'm not, it's going to be, I don't want a motor newer than this. Yeah. You know, there's there's like a slot in there to where I want to stay away from those engines, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, and it's not knocking any one brand or whatever, but it's those early computerized, yeah, early fuel injection stuff. I'm sure they're great motors, but when they start getting that old, I've I've seen it with just about every new technology that comes out. It it gets to the point to where it's frustrating, yeah, and expensive, yeah, yeah, yep. And I mean, and, and, and this has all happened relatively quickly. I mean, when I got my boat 2002, there were not a lot of options on those four strokes, you know, a 90 Honda I could have put on there. I went with the, the Merc and, you know, it was only a couple years after that that these carbureted engines were done for the most part. Yeah. You know, they, they, they just, they're. Didn't they meet were, EPA standards. They're, they were done, yeah. And it, it, it does, yeah, I've already pretty much come to the conclusion, you know, I, should I need a new motor? Should I? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, whether I want one or not. Yeah. It, it's either going to be, do I drop a couple grand into, couple three, maybe four grand into rebuilding this engine and still having a dinosaur engine? Or do you go and put in probably ten or eleven grand on a on a whole new repower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if you're going to put eleven grand into a boat that is booking blue booking significantly lower than that. Yeah. Now that doesn't you know, blue booking is different than actual value of this hull. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. Because the replacement for this boat is going to cost probably five times the cost of repowering it it's mm-hmm. it's a lose-lose yeah yeah that's the way the system is right now it's rigged it's a rigged system <laughs> <laughs> they, they it, there's there's it just says in at that point you're like well i'm just getting a whole new boat then with a new new motor and everything but that's that cost you know we're not talking about well do I fix, you know, do I fix this trolling motor? Say you got an Endura 30, like right there. Yeah. Do I put 40 bucks into fixing it, or do I just spend three times as much and get a brand new one? <laughs> you know, you're talking a lot of zeros after some, 
some digits there yeah. when it comes to boats and motors. And, you know, there's a part of me that wants to take that kicker off, you know, because I got that and I love the way it looks. It's not necessary. Mm -mm. For how much fishing I do, I'm hauling around weight. But in the back of my mind, why would I take off a perfectly good motor? It could save my butt one day. You know? Yeah. I know that yep. feeling, yes. I know that feeling. Yes, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. We could get the windshield and and a, a kicker on my tiller. Well, we can do that. Yeah. The but, kicker's easy. But it has to sync up with my engine. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. I mean, yeah, I could just bolt something on there and have a separate gas tank. You can run the same gas tank. Mm-hmm. You'll split the fuel line, and then we'll just put a tiller handle on it. Yeah. And then you can run it behind your... Get another tiller. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll put a whole cab in, in your thing. It'll be like a cab tractor. You, you would have get, to, like, open a door to get in. You'd have I to, could probably run some kind of AC compressor in there, <laughs> and you'll be air conditioning. You'll watch all your clients out there in, in like, the sweat box just yeah. sitting there baking. I'd have to get a, t a tilt system on there, get it out of the water when I was running the big one. It'd be crazy. I think I'll just stick with We'll get it. nice nice louvered blinds so you can just adjust <laughs> the lighting. <laughs> I want that comfort, you know. Then why'd you get a tiller? I love the space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Your body loves two exact opposites. I know. It makes me a little sad inside to know. I love the space. You know, I love the space. It's a, it, it, See, the space and the storage you got in there is, yeah. is, is crazy. It's not. It is. It, it, there's crazy storage. When you go to get in Vance's boat, you get in there. And unless he's got something out, it's empty. It looks empty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got eight trolling rods up front in that middle thing, the casting rods are here. All the lures are stored. There's no tackle boxes around. I mean, I cannot do that in this boat I have. <laughs> and he can't do that in his boat. I you can't, know, I can't so do that the, with ice fishing rods is in crazy. my boat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's nice about that thing. It is it's empty. The only two clean. things that are out are the net. No. you got to remember, this is Vance, too. The net and the uh, bump board. Now, he lost both of those this year. I did lose both of those. <laughs> those are the only two things that are out, so Vance has to keep things. There's a reason for all that storage, because I will lose the majority of that stuff, along with my cell phone, wallet, and keys. Yeah. And transom yeah. saver. I lost a transom saver, yeah. Transom saver, yeah. Yeah, but if we could fasten that windshield, throw that on there for those fall days, people would just be... All smiles. Trolling. Casting. Anything. If you put people down in the cockpit area, I don't think that that would be all that hard to make. Because then you wouldn't need that drop-down piece nearly as far down. Because it'll, it'll rest on your casting deck. Mm -hmm. and there probably could even be some better way of doing it rather than putting snaps on your floor. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we could probably get it close enough. I mean, if you're blocking... <laughs> 85% of the wind, you're not going to be nearly as uncomfortable as blocking 0% of the wind. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're secretly putting people directly in front of you 
to have them block the win. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, too. That's my secret. Stay up there. Shoulder to shoulder. That's right. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they got to tell you where to go, too. Yeah. Turn right, there's a boat in front. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, They're I saw Shouting it. out commands. Right. Um... <laughs> But yeah, because those days get long out there. I know, you know, they make all the cold weather gear, but I don't care who you are. You sit out there for from sun up to sundown. I'm telling you this. If your budget allows, we can not only build you that windshield, but we could also get you a bimini that ties into it, and you can essentially cockpit the... The like, entire trailer. That, I, 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 I'm interested in doing that. My, my Crestliner... And Todd, you might even have have something, or I know you've seen it. When I had my, my 2050 Sportfish, I got all these covers with this boat. Mm. Like, and I didn't even know what, it had like two different bimini tops and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't know where they went. I'm like, what's all this canvas stuff going? Yeah. And one night, you know, I, I picked up that boat, well, I think it was like a late October or something like that. And I had to store it all winter. Yeah, I might as well just go ahead and put this up. And I started like, oh, well, this cover goes on the bow. Snap, 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 snap. This one goes here. Oh, this bimini goes this. Oh, put this up. Connect mm. this up. Oh, look at this. Next thing you know, my boat's completely 100% covered. Really? And you can stand up in it and drive the boat. Wow. Like the the, the bow's closed off. Mm-hmm. There's a little thing that like Todd was talking about on his. It mm-hmm. goes from the windshield down to the floor. Mm-hmm. Then on top of the windshield, it had, I don't know, a section three foot of clear vinyl that that zipped onto a bimini yeah. with side curtains and then mm-hmm. like this whole back curtain area yeah. that connected up to by the transom. And you could still fish out of that too, trolling. You, you could if you wanted, but yeah. if, if you were in the event, and I don't know who would have the time to do this in a rainstorm, if you were to connect all that up, you could have four or five guys standing in the boat mm-hmm. driving it in a monsoon yeah. and not get wet. Yeah. The whole boat is literally encapsulated. That's nice. I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing that out there, trolling late. You know, they're <laughs> they're all zipped up. I mean, it looks comfortable. Oh, yeah. It's like hunting yeah. in one and of those is. lines. There's no, there's no doubt. It's way more comfortable. And I, I have the bow cover and all that. And if I put that on, I got the bimini. I don't have the back panel, mm-hmm. but I have the side curtains. And they just... But they do just sit in my garage, I'll be honest. Yeah. They're really cool. Like, I, I, I put mine up. I took some photos. And I, when I sold the boat, I told the guy, I said, I put this up one time, like, the first couple of weeks I owned the boat. I never put them on ever again. Yeah. I yeah. folded them up nicely and put them on the shelf, and I handed them all to them. Yeah. I said, here you go. Yeah. Don't ask me. I did it once six years ago. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll look into that someday. Nice. Now, Todd, you got any mm. magical, myth- mythical thing you want to do to your boat? Mythical Not these thing. real things I, that is going to cause me yeah. more work like Vance. Whoops. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean... Are you even going to have this boat in a few months? What's that, Annie? Are you still going to have your boat in a few months? Has something changed with, with getting a new one, or what's the thought? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if that was it, it would be a new, you know, to me it would just be a new a new boat. 
but there's just, there, there are some, there's just lots of mixed stuff, mixed emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably one that I touched on, motors. <laughs> motors, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the motors, but, you know, the, the, the carpet, I've talked about this, I want something I can just hose down. You know, I, I think I know what I want, but, uh, you know, I... I do get, I mean, I, I still launch my boats old now, but I still launch that boat and there's other guys launching boats that are much newer than mine are like, Oh dude, that's a sweet boat. That's a fishing machine, you know? And I do feel that way. I've been in a lot of the boats I get in. I look at <clears throat> a lot of the boats that are a lot more expensive than mine. New ones. I look at them and like, I'd rather fish out of my boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, and it comes back to the other thing you touched on, Andy, just the money, you know, <laughs> you're dropping half as much as I paid for my house <laughs> to, to, to get into these new boats. So, yeah, I am going to, I'm going to go to the big Cleveland boat show, look at some stuff there. And, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, that I'm, I'm leaning more towards one, one more year out of this rig, uh, for money purposes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it's you, not you, just, you uh, the new you know, boats for me, it's money. For, for me, my boat's the money maker. That's what I'm doing. You know, I got to, I'm going to do a hundred trips and that's what I do. You know, the longer you keep your less money you spend, the more you're going to make. And, uh, it's not just all, it's yeah. not just a, a luxury item for me. So do you think it's hard? It is hard. It, 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 it's hard to make that final decision. <laughs> Do you think that the boats will be cheaper in 2018 than 2017? Oh, no. No, they won't be. <laughs> they, they definitely won't be. Definitely won't be. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, <coughs> you know, another year getting through. I, I, don't, I don't know what I would do to make my, you know, something. Because, man, there's just no perfect boat. I've sat for hours and like okay i'm gonna design a boat and no matter what i come up with there's always something you know what i mean <laughs> oh. like if i could if i could make my own boat you know i don't i don't know if i'd still be ha- completely satisfied with it you know because there is no perfect scenario for doing casting trolling from april through november there's no perfect scenario mm-hmm There, I, I've, I chased it for many years, the perfect boat. And I, there's, I, I look at my Ranger right now. And Vance, if, if you look, look here. I'd love to take a laser beam, cut my console out, slide that console all the way up to here. Mm-hmm. This put, is up put, to the casting platform. Up to, uh, right up to the casting platform and then flip-flop this guy back. Mm-hmm. That would make my boat what I feel would be nicer. But then again, I'd like, well, I'd like to take off them side storage, be able to walk right up to my gunnels. Mm-hmm. I'd lose storage. Yep. Yeah. But I'm not changing this. I, if it was aluminum, I could easily, you know, unbolt, grind the rivets off, do what I need to do, move the console wherever I want to put it. Being able to walk up to the gunnels is very, very nice. For it trolling, is, it's, it's very, very, very comfortable. Cleaning and checking rods, being able to walk right up to that gunnel and, and not have to reach over anything or run into a storage compartment. Uh, and when we say that, 
you know, imagine if you're driving your boat and, and you're looking at your gunnel and, and there's just, all you see is floor. That's what we're, that's what we're lo looking at, you know. To you lean can, over storage compartment hurts yeah. the low back. It does, yeah. It, and it wears on you after you do it a thousand times. Um, in Todd's boat, you can do that. Uh, and Todd was talking about how people would be like, man, that boat is awesome that you're in. It's a fishing machine. <coughs> I didn't fish much out of Todd's boat this year. Maybe uh, two times. One was for an hour. Uh, and then we put uh, a little bit of, I think we went trolling once uh, mm -hmm. for four or five hours, something like that. Uh, and when we did that, I, I was just like, man, this is, this is nice. This is a, a lot nicer trolling uh, out of this boat than what I'm working well, uh, on there. Because you can just, I mean. There's but just, it's a lot nicer. It's just as, as we're getting to, but it's. It's in so much nicer casting out of your boat. Yeah, and that and that's you know that, that's that that's just what you get to yeah. you know. Yeah, my boat's tall. It's hard to release the fish. It's hard to get in the into the net. You know, we've talked about that many times. That's why I use a boga. I net the fish and I put the net on the gunnel. I cannot get the fish out of the bag. Yeah. Someone have to hold me by the belt loop. Yeah, uh, that's why I got to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I did there. So, you know, that, that's an issue, but I just deal with it. But yeah, there, there's nothing, uh, nothing. Per I'm not going to miss like Andy was talking about the smoking and the, mm -hmm. the old motors. I'm not a motorhead. I don't, I'm not going to miss that. I fished with a friend of mine up there in Erie the other day with a, he was having a little problem with his kicker. He's got the 300 on the 621 Ranger, and we were trolling 1.5 for steelhead, and just yeah, that's crazy to uh, think that 300 was going a mile and a half. 60. Yeah, and yeah. he was doing that, and you, and you don't one mile per hour with this motor that I got. <laughs> you might be able to for. A little bit, but it just yeah. doesn't idle down like that. I'm not going to miss that. Yeah. You're not going to miss, well, you're not going to miss the sound. I'm not going to miss buying, I bought 11 gallons of oil last year also. I didn't buy 11 gallons <laughs> of gas. <laughs> yeah, I bought 11, I went through 11 gallons. I got about half a gallon left. I bought 10 at the beginning of the season to get through the season, and I ended up having to buy one because I was at the end. And I'm not going to miss buying 11 gallons of oil at $29 a gallon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, always having to dump that in. I mean, it's good. It, I won't miss that. I'm going with the, the nice four strokes, but... Uh, so that's the, the sound is de the sound is definitely different. Yeah, the starting is different. The starting is different in it. Like I got to sit there and play with my throttle a little bit, and you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, to get mine started, I got to give it a little gas, and run, da, 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 you know, you got to you got to get it running. These other ones are like a car. They start like my 
truck or my wife's Honda CRV, you turn the key and it's just like running. I'm like, wow, that's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't start mine that way. I haven't ever since you got it. You just, those motors didn't start like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to choke them, press the button. If you overdo it, oh man, then you get some, a little bit more smoke. And uh, I'm not going to miss that. Yeah. But that probably comes to how much time you spend in the boat. Mm-hmm. Every time I seem to fire up my engine, it's bringing back memories of, you know, like I explained, <laughs> my childhood and, mm-hmm. and that I guess uh, something that, you know, too much of anything can really ruin it. And I get to smell the smoke about four or five times a year. Yeah. Not four or five times a day. I started every day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But there's going to be a day where that motor is going to get unbolted from this boat, maybe. Yeah. I, I haven't really... I've thought about it. I've dreamt about it. I can't... There's a boat that I would like. But I, I, I would be so scared to go the places I go with this boat. Yeah. Just, yeah, you're fishing differently, too. Yeah. I, I just would not want to take a $50,000 rig. Yeah. And bounce stump, it off stump stumps. Jumping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and use, you know, I'd still use my pole to push me away from hazards. Of course. But, yeah, there there would be a day, I'm thinking, that I would have to unbolt this motor and probably just repower. But here's a... I got a question for you, Andy. I saw something on the uh, computer that we're talking about. Are they coming out with a new tracks? I've that has been popping around. I don't know yeah. if they're going to call it a Tranks, but they are redoing the Curado line. And according to like one website that doesn't even have them yet, they're going to have a 300 and a 400 size, mm-hmm. and they're going to have it available in two different retrieve rates. And <laughs> right and left, I guess. Yes, it'd be a right and a lefty. And it's going to share a lot of the same stuff that the Tranks has, like the, the okay. X-ship frame and the high-efficiency gearing. But I guess without anyone actually being able to show I got one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're talking like it's going to be hybrid between like the Corrado and the Tranks. Yeah, it's probably going to just going to replace the Corrados. And, okay. And it, 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 might be a, it might be a totally different name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you know, who knows? It might be a Corrado EF. Yeah, yeah. You know, or it could be, you know, a 300 tranks, 400 tranks, 500 tranks. And at that point, I would then need to look at, I've, I've become very accustomed to my reel. And I also have that, I think I got that 300, that 300 Lexa. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, equally as nice, but. Mine's already talking to me. Is it? Yeah. It's one of the reels you're going to have to look at. Oh, jeez. I got to grease that up for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yours might need more than just a once a year look at. Maybe. I mean, but that was fresh out of the box, you know. And it, towards the end of that season, all the charters I was doing were trolling trips and stuff. So <clears throat> I wasn't casting much. Uh, Even and, still, every every couple months you might need to do it on some of your more. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I do some stuff to mine mid-season if we're doing a lot of the... The trolling reels just keep going, you know? 
I don't know. At least they do for me. Well, the trolling reels don't really work all that hard. They're just sitting there holding something, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, they, they get put out, taken in and put out, whatever, mm. 20 mm-hmm. times a day, whereas that's a half hour's <clears throat> worth of work on a casting reel. Yeah, that's true. So every year we all get to stuff, you know, you get Bass Pro gift cards, and I get Cabela, you know, I get gift cards. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times I'm searching. I mean, it's hard to believe that you can get Bass Pro cards, and I look and think, okay, what do I want from Bass Pro? Uh, usually you buy something I normally wouldn't buy. You know, I got all my hunting got, got all my hunting garb, anything I need for fishing, I just get when I need. But uh, I mentioned this to Vance earlier this year. Well, the, the, this year, what I'm going to do, I played with him a little bit. Some guys have been bringing on board. I'm getting a, I'm going to get a left-handed reel, mm-hmm. which is, you know, essentially same as your spinning pole. It, it's all, you know, it, it's backwards. Anybody, I, I think everybody realizes that, you know, the bait casters always had to, you held the pole in your left hand and you reeled with your right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where they always work. So the left, left-handed reel, you're reeling with your left hand. Yeah, I'd probably, and, uh, if you gave that to yeah. me, I would turn it upside down and then like reel backwards. <laughs> well, I, I had a heck of a time. You know, but when someone handed it to me, it was just like, oh my gosh, I could never do this. But I played, I played with some guys' rods and reels this year and i'll tell you you know my 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 left shoulder is so messed up and i just don't want to get the operation because it's a six-month recovery i mean it's not so much stuff that i can't do it but it does it does get very aggravated throwing jerk baits all day uh and i would i I was starting to get a little comfortable with it and i'm going to do it i I, i've had guys that came and they had a right and left-handed reel and they'll throw with one, and then they start throwing with the other when they get tired. And uh, I'm 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 going to be able to I'm going to pull it off. I was doing it enough this year that uh, I'm going to get one. I would. The only Give thing that I ask of you is that when you do become fluent with the left-handed reel, mm-hmm. I don't want to ever hear you say. I don't know how I ever did it the other way. This is the best way ever. Yeah. Like there are some high and mighty people out there that just have to say (laughs) that this is the only way. Uh, Here's a a question. The fishing season's pretty much wrapped up everywhere now. Um, If it gets warm, I'm taking you out on the ranger. Yeah. Uh, You can still do it in PA and Ohio and Kentucky even, but... Um, there were some big fish caught, not a lot, that floated around the internet, you know, that looked, there was one in uh, particular, there was a big one caught out of, I think it was Mille Lacs. some kid caught it, said it, you know, it had been like 57 pounds, they estimated it or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you catch a giant like that, what is the best way to hold it to show its true size because there there's a couple ways you know there there's a couple ways people are holding these fish there's the way that i do it traditionally the the way i've always done it hand underneath the gill plate and uh you know other hand somewhere down on the lower part uh, underneath some of the fins Mm -hmm. and 
hold the fish out horizontally mm-hmm. towards the camera. Um, there's people that do the uh, the bear hug kind of uh, hold uh, where, you know, they just have the fish laying uh, in between both of their arms there in kind of like a cupping formation where you can really see that the belly on the fish. The rest of the fish is kind of just laying there. Um, you're going to hold the fish uh, like how you, you see in like the fly magazines and whatnot, how people hold trout. I really am not a fan of that hold. The shotgun. The shotgun for, for size-wise, you know, to show size yeah. of a fish. Um, I keep saying that's why I'm going to have my guys hold them <laughs> so they don't have to grab that job, and I just, it just never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, uh, for, I mean, it's... It's a sweet look, uh, but mm-hmm. for my question was to show the size yeah. of the fish. Okay. There's another way that people hold them. And this is, I do not like this fish, this fish hold, period. Uh, and they kind of take it by the gill plate. And if you can, I'm going to just try and shoot from the hip here. Uh, they take the fish's head, or they got it underneath the gill plate, they they turn the fish's tail out to the camera, and the fish's head is kind of next to their head as they're holding it out. And you kind of see the back of the fish. I, I just think that I, I, something about that, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I, it makes no sense to me. It makes me like want to twist my body and do like a flip. I feel like I'm on like a wake, like the, the thing is like a, a, a pulling cord and I'm on a wakeboard and I'm going into the wake and I'm going to do like a backflip or something. That just makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't know why people do that, but that's just my opinion. You're missing, I started doing this hold last year. You're missing this one. What is it? Okay. <laughs> Because of where I'm fishing, I have some trees around me, and it, it poses some problems, but if you can find advantages to doing this, I prefer to lasso around the tail, mm-hmm. throw the rope over the tree, nice. hook it to the boat cleat, <laughs> pull it back so the fish is hung upside down from the tree. I dare you to do that and post it on one of those. And Well, four. hold on. I'm not done yet. Okay. So you hook it to one of the cleats, whether it's the bow or the stern. Then you stand in the opposite end of the boat, <laughs> and you have someone take a picture that's really close to the fish, getting it all in the frame. Oh, my. And then there's you in the in bottom the corner. Yeah. That's, no, that's, a, that's a great way to prove size on that. I being, mean, pu- being, being pulled apart. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, size-wise. I, when I, when I, you know, because when those big fish surface... Mm-hmm. They're automatically discredited, you know. No, no matter, like they're they're like, here's a fifty-seven pounder. Here's one that quest, you know, is close to the record. People are looking at the fish. They need to see it visually, and they're like, well, no way. That that thing's not sixty pounds, you know. No, to be, but, to be honest, in order to 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 justify any claim. You have to have it against something measurable. You do, yeah. It's got to be a bump board, and then you got to get one of them like seamstress soft tapes, yeah. wrap it around the belly. That's what it. That, I mean, that's what you have to do. But more often than not, you see a big fish picture. What's the best way for you to to okay it in your mind and say, yeah, that thing is a giant? I think it's the tra- the traditional hold. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I when when one of those things come into question, I want to see gill plate, hand underneath, uh, down there, you know, below the belly, and held out. Um, and I think that if if I see it that way, I'm like, you know, I can judge that fish a little bit better as opposed to the bear hug, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the shotgun, uh, the the fly guy hold, and then that whatever that twisty acrobatic face tail towards the camera thing that people do, yeah. which I have yeah. no idea what the hell that is. But. I, I, I have a lot of old pictures mm-hmm. that are like what you're saying because... I mean, uh, and, and that shows, that shows, when you do that, the fish looks, the fish does look huge mm-hmm. when you show the back of the fish, but then you take, you can't see like the girth and stuff like that. No, no. Yeah. And the, the, the reason that hold came around... Uh, you know, for a while in, in my boat years ago was, you know, we used to just pick them up by the gill and you held it there by the gill in a, oh my God, vertical hold. And you took a picture and you put it back in the water. Well, I, you know, then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're not supposed to hold them that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was so used to doing that. I would hold it there and then you, I would support the weight. You know, reach your hand out and you support the weight that way. Mm-hmm. That, and that's why I ended up getting a bunch of pictures like that. And still occasionally there's one gets popped off in the boat because even when I got them in the horizontal hold, you twist them. It's back. like, okay, I'm going to release the fish now. So when I go to release the fish, I don't keep it in horizontal position. You know, I reach over, and someone will snap a picture before I'm ready to set it out over the side of the boat, you know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get it in that position. What I do is I grab it there and I slide my hand out of the gill and then get it face first and and drop it in the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I don't think that. Yeah. I, I. I'm. I'm with you, Vance. I definitely don't think that that pose shows the the true size of the fish. You know what I mean? You, you, like you said, you miss the girth. <laughs> I think the best way is just the standard that everybody's been been doing because that's something you can judge it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, some of these guys, you know, you get, you know, to make people pissed off. But I mean, there's a lot of guys do. You know, they they get up in the bow of their boat and they sit down, hunker down, crunch down, and do that pose and stick it way out there, and you know, they like hide behind the fish. Yeah. yeah, that makes him look really big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, just that standard hold it and... Yeah, those ones are those ones are nice nice to to look at. I mean, you see that, mm-hmm. that whole fish, you see a big fat belly. Uh, yep. I think those, that's the... If you do catch a giant, I think you should do the justice for the fish and do that. Mm-hmm. That hold. That's just my opinion. Oh That's yeah, what I would do. Yeah, and some guys are just you know I have some bear hug holds too, and those photos were snapped when, you know, the fish wiggled or so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there's there's stuff going on with guys, and you have guys. Obviously, you figured this out real quick when you started doing these trips, Vance. Yeah, we've talked about this all the time too. I mean, you I, you just can't. I have thirty pound fish that I don't even have a picture of. Yeah. Because I sit, I sit there, and it's just me and the other guy, and I'm like, hold it like this, boom, boom. Yeah. I and and I can't, you know, they they just 
they can't get the hold. You know, they, 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 they cannot control the fish. And next thing it's half bear hugged and they got their hand wrapped around the tail the, the wrong way and they're grabbing it like this. And, you know, finally, you know, you, you, you give it a crash course, 30 seconds, try to do this. And then it's like, okay, let's get her back in. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Let's get her back in. You got the fish. We don't have a picture, but yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was, there was a big one caught in Malax. I thought the kid did a great job with the hold, and I was like, yeah, that thing is enormous. That's probably the biggest fish I've seen all winter. Um, Picture-wise, up there. Mm-hmm. You know. It's going to get cold up there now. Yeah. I saw some, like, negative 30s in Minnesota mm. coming up. Yeah. Nice. That's, That's uh... What would you hold them if you caught a big giant? Probably the way I always hold them. Yeah. Gill plate. Gill plate, support them. Yeah. If I don't have anyone in the boat, I might try to do a selfie kind of attempt. Selfie. But. <laughs> bump board selfie. I don't even have a bump board. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I got a piece of four foot track that I would lay it on and say, look how much further it's sticking beyond the track. Yeah. Yeah. That's you do what you can. I'm not out to prove numbers to anybody. You know, I, I don't need justification from the musky world on yeah. the fish that I catch. Yeah. You know, if if I say the fish was an upper thirties, I believe it's an upper thirties. You know what I mean though, when those yeah. big ones get put put up. The, I mean it, they it, just get lambasted with like They're immediately under scrutinized <laughs> yeah. because people you know, it's easy to embellish, you know, the five foot musky. Yeah. And, but realistically, 99.9% of all fish caught are in the realm of, I'm going to say 28 inches, or it could even be less. You pick your low limit to 52 inches. That's the majority of the fish caught. Mm. So. <clears throat> To, to I'm not trying to say oh 51 is a small fish, but no that's that's in a in a realm of a fish that people aren't going to be like, your hold. That's probably you know that that fish could never have been that big. Mm. When you start claiming mid to upper 50s, mm. then you're like, well, this isn't very common. You got to prove to us because it's easy yeah. to just say this fish was this long. Yeah, there's there's a couple of those every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody gets into those true giants. Um, and I just like seeing a good picture out of those ones. Oh, I yeah. thought the Malax Queen one. I mean, his tail disappeared there. That that big fish. Mm-hmm. But you could see that thing's belly. It was just enormous. Yeah, uh, they're that was a good that, that was a good picture. This one Malax one I thought was good, you know. But there's how many of those do we read? That's like seven footer found on the shore. Uh, yeah, right. 60, and then there's a kid 60, laying next to it that yeah. could be four inches behind the yeah. fish or forty feet behind the fish. Sixty inch or caught out of Green Bay, and you're just like, what? Yeah, it. Mm. I, I I probably would <laughs> if someone came up to me and threw me a photo yeah. and said. 
I need you to measure this accurately. Yeah. Like just, was just that, off of someone holding him like, well. Really, man? Was that like really the, the 63 inch? You're like, God. Yeah. Or you, or you jam three guys to hold it, to hold on to it. To, you know, it just throws proportions off the really? best way. Lay it on something that has halfway accurate measurement lines. And if, I catch that, a, if I cut a, a 60 incher, I'd definitely get that bump board pick. I'd be like, we don't, you know, don't do bump board picks. You know, but if I had a 60 inch, I'd be like, okay, we have to get this for a second. This, I'm not, you know, this is once in a lifetime, probably. If I had a 60 inch, I would not need to take my time because it's coming home with me. It's coming home with you, yeah. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, you don't, you don't believe me? Let's do a Facebook no. Live right now. I believe you. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, you know, there's no doubt, you know, the, the, the photos, the, the, they can be, uh, it, you know, it's easy for uh, people to scrutinize, I guess, if they if they care to do so. I've, I, I've looked through the uh, PMTT results many times. You know, that one time they were up there at, uh, where, where Vermillion? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where they caught all those 50s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's clear bump board shots of those fish. Mm-hmm. You you have to get it to get credit for the fish, mm-hmm. and sometimes the picture that they posted up did, you know, to me didn't do those fish justice. Yeah, they'd be enough to say, "Wow, really, fifty four? <laughs> but there's a bump board picture of that fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and in other ones, you know, if you get the hold right and you hold it up there, and you can a fifty one can look like it's a lot bigger than that fish. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've, I've seen I, you know I've, I've seen that in looking through the uh, PMTT stuff, and you know that's where I mean now they don't have judges, but before they had judges. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know it was really hard to pull something off as far as cheating went that way. So it's like, wow, that's okay. That's a that's a forty nine, and maybe it didn't look that big. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know that's what I judged it on. Like this is there was other people taking these measurements, and. uh That's how the pictures, you know, they definitely, you can get good pictures, you get bad pictures. Yeah. And it's all who's running the camera. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, I get, I get, I do, we, I do the same thing. We'll take five or six pictures of a fish real quick, bam, 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 bam. And, you know, I go through and you got your one golden picture there. Yep. Yeah. And you got three or four, I got pictures of some fish that I was like, that does, I could, you could say that was a different fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a good, great spot where we can end this. People can think about their boats, <laughs> how they would hold a record class fish. So, you know, you could probably, you know, get a really good shot at a record class fish if you ran some Bosch shads. Mm-hmm. Or some Wileys. Mm-hmm. Tie them onto a St. Croix rod and a Muddy Creek Fishing Guide guide trip. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Record, <laughs> record class fish. We'll, we get some 50s <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We always have window weights on the board, on, on, the, on, <laughs> you know, on the boat. Yeah. Well, you got to do that to get the baits deeper yeah. and the scale a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With my new windshield, I'm going to need some windows on there, so. 
You want sliding windows now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everything. Well, we can do that. So, kind of like my little... I like that. My my little plug there. You could also catch your world-class fish on products from Fat AZ Musky Products. Oh, yeah. You can do that, too. I mean... You can. Definitely the trolling stuff. Oh, rod holders, Project X. We, we, We got a simple rod holder. Actually, we probably have a very simple, typical rod holder, as simple as it gets and the, and the best out there. And we probably have the most complex trolling rod holder with Project X. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's probably not another rod holder. <laughs> I don't know that there's any more that uh, any more complex than that, but uh, we're using it for a reason, and there's a lot of guys using it for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's right. So... Check out the sponsors. Please support them. If you're out ice fishing or still, I mean, the water's cold. Any if there's open water, be safe out there. Good luck. See you next time.